What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And, of course, we are coming to you, as we always do, from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. And to be fully honest with you, we're down a man this week, as uh, Diesel is uh, a little uh, mentally under the weather. Don't worry, don't send your your letters and stuff. He's He'll be fine, uh, but he may or may not be in the fetal position rocking in a, in a ball <laughs> right now. But I'm here. I'm your host, Rich. And joining me is uh you know in the passenger seat for the show and also uh he's he's here so it's just gonna be the two of us riding solo but we also watched the movie this week so that also makes a big difference ladies and gentlemen this is the man that just this past weekend put the city of binghamton on lockdown ladies and gentlemen we're talking about run what's happening and of course like i said diesel is not with us this week but with that being said ron how has been your week uh the week was all right i was on vacation so i'm celebrating the week-long celebration of the rams winning the super bowl yes i'm riding this coattail as long as i can um pretty much it was pretty quiet until the weekend uh wednesday we had our wednesday group and we're working through the last book of dungeon in the box and we're all pretty much just kind of just running through it <laughs> like we literally have to go through a city that's on a back of a mantity a giant manatee thing I, i'm not quite sure where they were coming with this but we decided you know they're like oh you hear people screaming for help because you know and we're like yep nope keep going we don't care <laughs> and just gun ho through to try to get to the end of this story uh other than that it was you know fun we had laughs and all that stuff but it was a good little time uh then this weekend you know even on vacation people at my job don't want to work so i work three days so, you know, that's how I ended up my vacation. So, luckily, I had today off just to recoup. Well, that's good that you at least had a day off in there, even on vacation. Yeah. But, you know, your wallet is going to thank you for yeah. it. Uh, of course, like I said, Diesel, is uh, he's he's had a rough one <laughs> being yeah. uh, here at DMG every day. Come by and say hi and cause him hell. If you uh, have any Magic the Gathering lists that you need <laughs> pulled, uh, I suggest you come in because this is the last week of him being here by himself. So uh, come in and uh, sell off your Magic sets. So buy a pull list for if you have an EDH deck that you oh, want to uh, make. All 100 complete cards. Wall 100 cards. Please make sure you do that this week. And, um, and follow the rule of EDH that you have to have a different art for each land. That that's Right. Oh, yeah. He'll yeah. love you for it. Yeah. There's some really cool lands in the new set in Kamigawa. Uh, so you might want those. They're Japanese. They have very nice art on them. So they're full arts. Uh, I would suggest one of each of those, uh, <laughs> amongst other things. But you don't let me tell you what to do. But if you are in the 607, come make him pull some orders and such because, you know. Show your love. I was thinking about making a new EDH deck out of the new cards, but I'm like, I don't want to really piss off Diesel. I might do it now. I, I like. There's a couple of new cards. I'm like, I can. I really want to try to push this and make this new deck. I'm gonna put together a 200 card list <laughs> out of cards that are 99 cents in, or five cents and less. All commons, all cheap <laughs> cards. No reason to have them. <laughs> there's something to 200 cards is gonna cost me 30 bucks. I can make this happen. I think you can for no reason. I, I help them pull a couple of orders, but which is fine for no know. other reason than just to make them pull them. Like, what are you doing with this? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted you to pull these cards, mm-hmm. and I thirty bucks was worth it. <laughs> and just just put just put them in a box and put thirty bucks is diesel pad to pull these for me. <laughs> put it in a box, and then just when Ricky comes back, hand them to Ricky and be like, "Here, donating these back to the shop." <laughs> <laughs> so then he has to sort, sort of, of <laughs> put them back in. <laughs> 
Woo! Oh man, that's that's why you don't miss. Because then you get in the barrel, and of course, uh, on fire. I'm on fire, baby. All right. With that being said, my week was pretty good as well. Uh, you know, besides working uh, this weekend, I kind of relaxed. It was a nice weekend off, although with a lot of wrestling. But we'll be talking about that on 607 TWS this week. Anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607 TWS, and of course, live every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast. So uh, we have a lot to talk about about wrestling. The wrestling nice. goes on fire as always. And uh, outside of that, I just kind of relaxed. Uh, we went to Johnny Moose's birthday party oh, at nice. the X, and nice. that was nice. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I wore a Hawaiian shirt that I bought for the occasion. Nice. Was told that I won the hawaiian shirt contest uh, I, like I didn't it. win anything for it but i won the contest well you just being there in your presence was amazing you, you know what though i i will also say i also won the dish because i i made the you know the hillshire farms little mini bra uh, the hot yeah. dog the beef hot yeah, dog yeah. Thingies. i put them in hawaiian barbecue sauce with grilled pineapple chunks oh, okay. nice so i was all hawaiian <laughs> it was <laughs> a hawaiian themed birthday i get it i got you so I went above and beyond there. So we had a lot of fun with that. And then, uh, of course, I watched uh, the movie we'll be talking about later during the review segment. I mean, I know you watched it as well. Yeah. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, the requel, if you will. Yep. Uh, we'll be talking about that at the end of the show. Of course, we're still bringing you Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. I got to change the name. But uh, this week, uh, I will. I looked had to look up the box office upcoming films, which there wasn't many. No. And then last but certainly not least, and I know that you'll you know this, the top three. We, we worked on that together. So we yeah, got a we good did. top three for you guys. But before all of that, and before we jump in to the opening segment, I think it's about time that we let you all know a little bit of them opening plugs. Of course, uh, you can find us on the interwebs, on any kind of social media. It's simple. Uh, you go to Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Uh, like and share that page. We're at 3 Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Use the hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. We always love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can go to our website where you have every link that we have. That's right, 8122productions.com. There's links for everything to do with the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast, Horizon 607 and 607TWS. We have a T Public store if you'd like to support us and get some cool swag. Also, uh, speaking of monetarily, we also have Patreon, uh, the link for Patreon, patreon.com slash 8 Two, two productions for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content uh, including this show early and it's the uncut unedited uncooked edition each and every week and then of course uh, we also have that link to twitch twitch.tv slash six or seven podcast there's a link in there for the musical acts that allow us to use their music so we can be copyright free of course that includes the band that does our theme song each and every week and that shout at the robots go check them out as well uh there's a lot of local sponsor uh on there where you can find out about dragon master games and uh, Rex to Rod's auto detailing. And last but certainly not least, we have friends of the show, which include the Ocho Dura Parley Hour podcast. And there's big things happening with Sci Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th in uh, Vernon, New York at Vernon Downs Racino. So that's going to be an awesome thing. I think it's not just a casino now, but eh, I'm still calling it what its old name was. Uh, but still, you know, there you go. 8122productions.com is your one-stop shop, though, if you remember anything of this. Of course, if you are looking for any of that information, it is in the liner notes to this podcast below. Ah, uh, gotta love that uh, rip-off Caribbean-style <laughs> Super Mario music. But Super Mario. I, we got a lot to talk about, and uh, we got to jump right in. So this is the music I prefer to hear in the beginning of the week. We are kicking off with this week's edition of 
The Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. Gotcha stuff. And it was a little slower of a week. Last week we had a ton of stuff. Of course, there was a ton of trailers coming out of the Super Bowl. But it wasn't a complete dead week. We did have some big news coming out this week. And of course, the biggest was what is up with Stranger Things. Yeah. So for first of all, there was a nice little... Uh, 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 release by the Duffer Brothers, <clears throat> excuse me, saying that, uh, and this is what they said, seven years ago, we planned out the complete story arc for Stranger Things, co-writers Matt and Ross Duffer shared. At the time, we predicted the story would last four to five seasons. It proved too large to tell in four, but as you'll soon see for yourselves, we are now hurtling toward our finale. Season four will be the penultimate season. Season five will be the last. There are still many more exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things, New mysteries, new adventures, new unexpected heroes, the Duffer Brothers continued. But first, we hope that you stay with us as we finish this tale of a powerful girl named Eleven and her brave friends, of a broken police chief and a ferocious mom, of a small town called Hawkins, and an alternate dimension known only as the Upside Down. As always, we are grateful for your patience and support. So, from that statement... We learned a bit of bad news for some of us, good news overall, but bad news for some of us, and that is the season five, we're going into season four, we know, and we got dates for that, which we'll talk about yep. that good news after, but just leading on this, season five will be the last season of Stranger Things. How do you feel about them wrapping it up in season five, which we kind of already knew was on the table? Right. We, we kind of already hinted that it was only going to be about five seasons long. We already had... They, they wanted uh, the characters to grow in age as well. So the fact that the pandemic hit and pushed uh, production back so far, this is actually giving us season five sooner than we would be getting it. Because I really think they would have taken like a good four years off to uh, give us that last final season. And they would have gave us an ending in season four to make it look like it was the end. Because uh, they were all, it was always that hidden hidden side of things with with stranger things they were all like and we talked about it before we said you know i wouldn't be surprised if they brought season five or even possibly a season six 10 15 years down the road right so and i, I think this that that might still be an option because because not saying that they will it's just like it you know 10 years down the road then them dealing with stuff from hawkins as adults i think would be an interesting story if they have it so i don't think it's i don't think it's a big nail in the coffin that it's ending i think it's just they're going to be ending right now no i agree with you um once again it's not a big surprise this was we knew that from the beginning that they had an arc yeah and i've always said that i i i was i i was thought they were very brave yeah for saying that they were only gonna go four or five seasons now we know it's confirmed five uh because you know in, in america we like to beat ideas into the ground yes we like to run uh, shows past their expiration date, if you will. It's not like in Britain, and this is a very British thing to do, yeah. to have an arc where you know it's going and then just end it when the arc is concluded. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. I think this is a great idea. I've, I've said that from the jump. The good news is we got the release dates for season four. Yep. And I did, not, I did not make a mistake. It's dates. Because I guess the penultimate season, as they put it, is also going to be... A gigantic season due to the fact that we know that we're getting volume one of season four on May 27th mm -hmm. and volume two of season four on July 1st. So we were both right and wrong when we were speculating on this because yeah. we said that they're probably going to go for the July 4th again, which they did July 1st. But 
Also, we speculated they might move it up just so yep. they have some competition with their competitors. And sure enough, what they did is they said, we'll take this this season, split it in two. Yep. So we get a little early for May 27th, and then that gives you time to watch till July 1st, and then you have season four, and I'm assuming season five will be out next year yeah. or the year after, but I'm assuming it's going to yeah, be next I, year. I, they did I, not make that announcement. No, I, I'm assuming they filmed a lot of this all simultaneously to uh, put the stories together. Um, like I said, we, we always knew five was probably going to be the end of it. It just was the question of how soon five was going season five was going to come out after season four. So they, they've always and they've always had this arc, and it's it's a good arc. It's so far like I I restarted season one today because for background noise and whatever, and I really forgot how well season one was actually shot together, especially with the the kids and how young they were at the time, and just like the fact of how that 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 season one really draws you in. I know I know season two I, I like season what was it season three was amazing season two it was kind of like eh. But season three was also really good. Last night, but that's why I started my rewatch now, so I can watch it here and there, and then so I won't be Stranger Things out by the time you know uh, the part four starts. I cannot wait for May twenty yeah. seventh. Is all I'm going to say, and then for July first because I've been waiting for Stranger Things uh, season four. Cannot wait to see where they're going. Season three was an amazing season, one of the best seasons of yeah. all time of any show in my estimation and opinion. And so I cannot wait for this. But we got some more serious news that was pretty awesome. And that is a statement from James Gunn that reads the following. Creating Peacemaker has been one of the true highlights of my life, both professionally and otherwise. With John Cena and the incredible creative team around me, as well as our partners at HBO Max, showrunner James Gunn said, to have something we all love so much be loved by the audience in turn has been a wonderful experience. I can't wait for folks to see where Team Peacemaker goes in Season 2. And that was the announcement of Season 2 of Peacemaker. Of course, if you watch the series, there's some other things uh, going on. But uh, we're not here to spoil that. I have not seen the entire series yet. Uh, I know, I know, I'm being bad. I was behind a lot of busy stuff going on. But I have watched it. I have enjoyed what I've watched so far. I know you've seen it and you've enjoyed it. The last episode is amazing. How I, how are you feeling for season two of Peacemaker? Fine, whatever, whatever, whatever story he wants to tell, whatever random uh, story from DC deep dive that he wants to tell, and whatever random new characters he wants to bring in, I'm, I'm good. I'm following James Gunn all the way through with this. It, it's fine. I don't even care if it's just two seasons. Like it, just cut it while it's hot. I don't care if you cut it at two. I don't care if you cut it at three. At least we get one more season, uh, and I'm happy with it. He's also, if you noticed all the other talk about the play, him and uh, the actress that plays hardcore are engaged now. Yeah, yeah, I see and that. So, yeah, I'm like, it just oh. came out. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm like, lucky bastard. <laughs> there you go. So we have not only do you have Stranger Things to look forward to, but next year, possibly, I'm assuming it'll be next year. We have yeah. a second season of Peacemaker. Uh, let's stay with HBO Max okay. slash DC. TV shows slash movie news, and uh, it is being reported on by on Monday by the Hollywood Reporter confirmed that a Wonder Twins live action feature found the characters is currently in the works with the goal of it debuting on HBO Max streaming service. Adam Stitzel, who worked on the upcoming Black Adam movie and has previously worked on Due Date and Scoob, is lined up to write and direct the project. The film will be produced by Marty Bowen and Wick Godfrey of Temple Hill Productions, which has produced hits such as the Twilight films and The Fault in Our Stars. This is just the latest DC movie that is in the works for an exclusive HBO Max debut following Batgirl and Black Canary. Uh, How are you feeling (laughs) 
about the Wonder Twins taking uh, the, the 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 small screen technically, uh, although in movie form on HBO Max. Uh, it's two characters that were created in the '70s for the cartoon Super Friends um, that we didn't really get. I mean, they had some comic runs. Uh, it, I. I can't remember their actual names. I'm sorry, but uh, like one, the girl turns into animals and the dude turns into liquid. <laughs> it's, yes, it's pretty much all it is. So it's so in the '70s when they were putting this on, you know, in the cartoon, it was like I'll turn into a bird, you turn into water, and I'll carry the bucket over so we can pour you on the people. So I don't know, you know, how this is going to work. I know they try. They did have them in an episode of smallville um so we'll see how it goes i mean dc unlimited had them too but they were clones and they were more alien well they are aliens but they're more uh like mythological creatures and like when he turned into water like it was like the flood a whole room to drown people so i don't know if they're gonna go that dark (laughs) like you never know like but they were clones and there was a whole bunch of them it's DC Unlimited was a great, uh, uh, Justice League Unlimited, sorry, was a great uh, cartoon, but that that was one of the questionable episodes. But it's two characters that I don't think anybody really cares about. I, I don't know what the drive for this is. I don't know. Well, here's my my take. I from the aspect of the streaming service needing more content. I'm game. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. From the aspect of DC now making movies that nobody cares about. So it's like the double-edged yeah, sword. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Like, there's so many different things you could do. Like, I maybe this would have been better as a series than, like, a quick, you know, eight-episode series like Peacemaker instead of trying to cram it all. Like, Yeah, I, I, I get that, too. Like, like Sometimes I, these are better as series. Yeah. Like, you know, eight episodes, cut it dry, doom, here you go. Okay, now you have them canon, so you can put them in if you need them someplace else. Also, if it works, you get a yeah. second season. If it yeah. doesn't work, oh well, you're probably yeah. gonna spend less money. Yeah, like I, I it, or yeah, you'll probably spend less money. More maybe, content, may, maybe a little bit, maybe a l- the same amount as a movie. Right, but more yeah. content, yeah. more content. You got eight episodes, so just one movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can I, see your I, argument. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really not over the moon about this, but I'm not over the moon about most DC yeah. projects unless it's called the Batman. Yeah, and but then you know, obviously their powers are that they have to touch. They have to bump fists. They were bumping fists in the '70s. People, we stole <laughs> we stole it from the Wonder Twins, and uh, you know, so that's the only way their powers activate. So you separate them. They're, well there you go well let's talk about some more production news but let's go over to the viacom family that's right uh the last week on the viacom investors event paramount exec brian robbins and star trek producer jj abrams confirmed that paramount's next trek movie is currently targeting a late 2022 production start additionally the studio has entered talks with chris pine zachary quinto zoe saldana Carl Urban, John Cho, and Simon Pegg to repo- reprise their roles as James T. Kirk, Spock, Neota Ura, Dr. Leonard, Bones McCoy, Sulu, and of course, Scotty. Uh, you know, in respective order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Trek movies have, I mean, I've never been a Trek fan, but I will say this, the J.J. Abrams Trek movies, I've enjoyed mostly, except for that last, the last one there with the, the con situation where it's not con. Well, and was, it was Connor. That was that two movies that ago, was two, whatever that it was. was. That was two. Three was the lost ship on a planet. 
Yeah, I mean, thing. at uh, least they're doing. At least JJ's doing some good work. Although, like I said, that 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 con stuff was funny. It's not con, and then it was con. Oh yeah, I I I was fine with it though. It, it was the only way to do it to try to get people to see the, the catch. I wasn't upset with that at all. Well, I'm just I don't know. How are you feeling about them uh, hitting the 2022 production? I'm fine with it. I I really hope this puts a bow bow tie on it all because I I really do like the cast for that when I did like the version of. Uh, uh, William Shatner, Kirk, sorry, <laughs> John Blanks, yeah. uh, Kirk, and I think everybody portrayed their characters very well, and it just gave new life, and this is something that uh, Gene Roddenberry always wanted. Uh, if you don't know, he one of his interviews, he's like, when I'm long and gone, I go, I hope people take new stories with these same characters. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's, al- he's always pr- preached that, So, and his son, is, I believe it's his son, has pushed forward with it all, so the fact that it's still going means it's something. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I've never been a huge Trek fan, but the J.J. Abrams movies haven't been so bad in my estimation. Not the greatest, not the worst. At least they were entertaining to me. Uh, next up, we have only a couple of stories left, but next up, this is a big one I know for you and me as we're fans of this actor. Uh, Prime Video, as who's slaying it, let's be honest. They got that gigantic Lord of the Rings uh, TV series that's cost them a ton of money coming out. The uh, other thing they got coming out, is a Fallout series. Yes. That's right, if, if you guys don't remember. Porting, but here's the big news. I think they found their lead. Because according to THR, Walton Goggins will uh, headline the adaptation of the hit Bethesda Softworks title from Westworld creators Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Announced in July of 2020, Fallout is being developed in partnership with Amazon Studios, Kilter Films, Bethesda Game Studios, and Bethesda, Bethesda sorry, Softworks. Nolan Joy and Athena Wickham will executive produce for Kilter, Todd Howard for Bethesda Game Studios, and James Altman for Bethesda Softworks. Uh... Geneva Robertson Dwart and Graham Wagner were tapped as the Fallout showrunners in January with Nolan set to direct the pilot. Now they have Goggins on board for the lead role. How are you feeling about the Fallout moving forward, the series moving forward, and more importantly, Walton Goggins, a favorite of ours, being the star of the series? I'm fine with it all the way around. I really think Fallout has a very good story that they could tell. Uh, without it being like too much like the game, unlike Halo, <laughs> like a lot of these video game movies or TV shows, like you're just telling the same story over again. I agree. Fallout kind of has a little, like Fallout, you know, kind of has a little bit more story that you could tell that goes away from the video game. Like, oh, here's the start of the video game. Okay, we, you, this happens because all Fallout's same same story. If you just by the name, you, you'll guess what happens. But then it takes, a, then it can take place and just move on to a, its own story. So this could even be a part of a, like a script or a part of a game that never got developed. So you, it, it could leave you with, uh, un, you know, lead us into unknown territory, which is always a plus. All I'm saying is, if they want to pay homage to the game, they just have to have the spaceship that's crashed someplace and they find it and they get a laser, laser gun and just shoot it three times. <laughs> that, that's all I care about. And Walter Goggins, we we love him in anything he does. Absolutely. Uh, next up. Uh, our last article of the week Ooh. that we're going to be talking about. We got our first teaser trailer for the upcoming Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Of course, they are doing the uh, part live action, yeah. part animated. We've seen this with a lot of other uh, movies. And uh, first of all, uh, it's got a hell of a cast. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are yeah. playing Chippendale. Of course, 
John Mulaney, a.k.a. probably Pete Davidson, if you believe that uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory we brought up. Uh, it's kind of funny because at my work, we are actually uh, making the John Mulaney tour shirts currently again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, it's kind of funny because I'm like, hey, let's uh, not charge him and just give him to admit he's Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, also joking aside, uh, you got John Mulaney and Andy Samberg playing Chip and Dale. We got Will Arnett, Eric Bana, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, Kiki Lane, and way more joining the oh, cast yeah. to round out this cast, which is, like I said, is a phenomenal cast. How did you feel about the teaser trailer, though? I thought it was actually hilarious. Like, you still had a couple of them in their old-style animation, and then you have, like, uh, Dale show up, and he's all like, yeah, I had the CGI upgrade. You know, and <laughs> Chip's yeah. just looking at him like, you look weird. Yeah, 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 we both know I already did the CGI update. I don't know why you didn't like. It's just like, why, why didn't you take the update? <laughs> and then through the whole like through the whole trailer, it's literally one CGI chipmunk and the other one's the old fashioned way. And it's like that's hilarious to me. I don't know why. But, I, I think this is a great move, especially yeah. for Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, like, I grew up, Chip and yeah. Rescue Rangers, my thing, and they are steering more. I'm not going to say adult because this is definitely still a family movie, yeah. but they're giving us an adult flavor, especially when you have it starring John yeah. Mulaney and Andy Samberg amongst the rest of the cast. I, I'm, I for one, I'm ready for this. I think yeah. this is great. I, I love the teaser. Can't wait to see a real trailer. Of course, the movie is uh, being written by Dan Greger and Doug Mand and directed by Akiva Schaefer. And it will hit Disney Plus on May 20th, 2022. Nice. So it's right around the corner. So I'm expecting a full-length trailer probably the end of next month, beginning of April. Yeah, probably. But uh, it's nice to see the teaser and how they've come. And it looks great. And I cannot wait to see this one. Yeah. But that is going to take us out of the opening segment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. We got the box office. We've got the upcoming films, and we've got a top three. And then, of course, that'll bring us to the Diesel's Movie Club review of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. That will be coming at you right after this break. Hey, this is Ken Um. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. Welcome back after the break here, Three Fatters Podcast. You are listening to The Jasons, and the name of the song is It's Still Crystal Lake to Me, no matter what they call it in part six. Uh, Shouts to the Jasons from West Virginia. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp and give them some support. But it is now time for Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. And I know Diesel's not yeah. here, but we're keeping the segment alive. Wait, I'm confused. Did they really not call it Crystal Lake? In tri- tri- yes, tri- it was Cap- Camp Forest Green. 
I didn't. I, I, I didn't pay that close attention to six, <laughs> dude. That's uh, uh, part six. They call it Camp Forest Green because they're trying to get people to forget about Crystal Lake. Oh, Camp okay. Forest. So, so it's part of the story. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay, okay. But it's still Crystal Lake. No, no. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, yes, I, yes. It's been a while. Sorry. I'm, no, it's that's all. why I was like, wait, <laughs> did I miss something here? No, no. Yes, they called the Camp Forest Green to re. It actually the entire the entire town was Forest Green because they were trying to like put the bed. The because remember, six is the first one we get zombie Jason. Right, right. That's I, uh, that's what I remember. That's why it was because four, of course, they killed him off, and then five, we had Roy, the imposter, yeah. which is one of my favorites. But that yeah. didn't happen at Crystal Lake. No, that happened at the the, the Nutty House. Okay, and then uh, six was the first time back. That's when Tommy Jarvis digs up Jason, puts the metal rod into him to try to light him on fire, and then the lightning strikes, and boom, zombie Jason is a thing. Okay, I, I, I honestly forgot about that. I'm sorry. I'm, no, that's I'll, fine. I'll turn to my horror card. Yeah, now. no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Most people don't remember it. As a matter of fact, for the longest time, and I may, maybe I can uh, we'll get them done this year uh, for Sci-Fi Horror Fest because a lot of times we try to make up extra shirts. Me and my wife were trying to come up with a Camp Forest Green shirt because oh, they didn't have like real logo shirts then. Yeah. So we were trying to come up with a cool Camp Forest Green shirt. So if nice. that goes on, uh, if that if you see that on sale from us, uh, we'll we'll make it available and. Uh, uh, T public if we we get the design done but yeah seriously it's a cool nice. thing all right so let's get into decent movie triple stuff let's talk about the box office shall we uh, the box office for this past weekend is Fowls at number five making another five point two million dollars jackass forever okay they made their money yep at number four making another six point three million dollars for the second week on the uh, charts Death on the Nile okay I haven't heard anything good or bad about it yet. Uh, at number three, making another $7.7 million to add to their shit tons of money, Spider-Man No Way Home, who has just surpassed Avatar Avatar on the all-time Because Avatar just sucks, people. Oh, I oh. Number two, debuting on the chart with $15.1 million, Dog. I, I, I want to see it. I know it's going to be bad, but I want to see it. You know what? I'm kind of surprised that it made $15.1 It's Chad and Tatum and a dog. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen worse movies. <laughs> and giving myself a little pat on the back this time, Ron, I did say that this movie was going to make around $50 million, and it came close, making its debut at number one for with $44.2 million domestically, Uncharted. Okay, it's a little lower than I thought it would. Yeah, well, I thought it would be fifty. Yeah, I mean, no, you, I was right in the ballpark. So no, you're you're right. I thought it'd make it a little bit more because it's Tom Holland and the hype of all that. But oh, I I honestly, that's why I went a little higher than what I normally would. But I think it's 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 fair enough. All right, so that's going to bring us to the upcoming movies this weekend. We only have two major upcoming movies, and that's Serrano with Peter Dinklage. It's a love story. Uh, with a twist. Ooh, what a twist. No, it's like Roxanne. It's no, not... it's a, it is a love story. Yeah, because he's in love with the... the, the well, yeah. it's a different... In the play, they do it differently. Yeah. Just... So this is this this is an adaptation of a musical slash play. Yeah. And uh, they've changed it up a little bit. But... Peter Dinklage is the star, though. Yes. And, you know... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going there. I, I, I can go down a rabbit hole if I wanted to. Yes, yes. <laughs> please don't. And then, uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Studio 666, the uh, Dave Grohl Foo Fighters possession movie uh, is coming out. And by the way, I just want to let you guys know, me and uh, Ron had decided on it. Next week's Diesel's Movie Club review will be Studio 666. And of course, the following week, let's be honest, there's only one movie that's coming out that anybody cares about. And of course, the following week will be The Batman yeah. debuting on March the 4th. Uh, which we will be going to see on March the 3rd because we already got our tickets secured. I like it. All right. With that being said, it is time for this week's top three. And uh, in honor of the movie we're doing for Diesel's Movie Club Review this week, we are going to do the best reboots or requels. Top three 
reboots or requels, and we'll start with you, Ron, since I'm technically hosting it. Okay. So, what is your top three reboot requel or requels? Okay, I'm one for comics. That's okay. going to be the last Ronin. I, I, I haven't read it officially from the comics, but from I've been getting all my information online. I got a, when the trade paperback comes out, I will definitely get it and read it straight there. But I like everything they're doing with it. It's a great story. If you're even if you're just a little bit of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, or not even a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, and you just know the characters, like it's definitely a read that you need to do. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the uh, cartoon, which is the Transformers War of Cybertron. Okay. It was actually pretty solid done. The second part, Earthbound, I think it was called, was pretty good, too. Uh, there's supposed to be a third part coming out to end that little trilogy. Um, that You know, that was solid. And then number one, I'm just going to have to go with Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Like, yeah. No Way Home. No Way Home. You know, Homecoming and uh, Far From Home. I, I the like whole it. new Spider-Man yeah. trilogy. It is a reboot yeah. trilogy, yeah. All right. Well, my top three, I'm going to keep it. Actually, believe it or not, my top three is all horror movies, uh, which has become the big thing. Reboots yeah. and requels in the horror world are are like, what the, what's the new bread and butter? And I'm going to start it with my number three being the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. I like that one. It's very good. I enjoy that a lot. And that is a remake of the original, not to be confused yeah. with the one we're going to review. But if you've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, it is literally a remake of the original. They do change some things up. Very good. Ar the late, great Arlie Ermey's in the yep. movie. A very menacing uh, right. Leatherface. It's very good. Check it out. And, of course, you get to look at the uh, very sexy Jessica Biel mm. during the whole movie. Mm. Uh, my number two pick is going to be, uh, and I take some flack for this sometimes, but I, I don't care, Scream 2022. I really did enjoy the movie. I thought it was the third best in the in the series. Uh, and yeah, if I take flack for it, I take flack for it. I, I liked it more than I thought I would, I'm not going to lie. And mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted to go, I actually did see it twice in theater, so. And my number one with a bullet, man, I've been saying this ever, the 2013 remake of Evil Dead. And we have the poster on the wall in the studio, one of the best movies I've ever seen. It is gory, it is terrifying, it is amazing. If you've never seen the Evil Dead remake from 2013, go out of your way to see it, because trust me, you will not be disappointed. Uh, it's one of my top yeah. It's one of my top 10 horror movies of all time. Actually, I think it's in my top five at this point, Juncture. Such a great movie. If you've never seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. And uh, it kind of does have a tie-in to Texas Chainsaw Massacre because the director of the 2013 uh, movie is the producer of the 2022 movie. That, that would be was Fetty it. Alvarez. I thought you were going to say it was the director. I was like, oh, God. No, he was not. He did not direct. Thank you. But he was... He was actually 100% the guy who produced the new movie. Uh, why is this not coming up with what I needed to come up with? All, All right. right, here we go. IMDb is, is going to be our Finicky. friend today. Uh, well, usually I get some of the, the information from Wikipedia. Yeah, today, we're going with IMDb because for some reason, it's not bringing up the 2022 movie. Instead, it's bringing it up as a franchise. We don't care about the <laughs> franchise. We know about the franchise. So anyways, uh, the writers of this movie were uh, Chris Thomas Devlin, Fetty Alvarez, and uh, Rodeo Sagogs. Uh, the director of the film was David Blue Garcia. It hit uh, Netflix on February 18th. Uh, of course, it was direct to Netflix. I do believe they did like a small run in some small the in some uh, theaters out in California. Uh, it is a requel uh, based upon... The uh, original is the uh, technically is a direct sequel to the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It stars Sarah Yarkin, 
Elsie Fisher, Mark Burnham, Jacob Lattimore, Mo Dunford, uh, Owen Farrar, Jessica Allen, Nell Hudson, Alice Cridge, William Hope, and more. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, John Larroquette does return as the narrator, by the way. Uh, he was the narrator in the original and all the remakes. <laughs> so the voice oh. you always hear with the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is John Larroquette. Oh, so you guys nice. Know. So he, what, he did return for this one as well. Because it was a Netflix movie, we don't really have a box office on it. Uh, this did have production nightmares. <laughs> as David Blue Garcia was not the original directors, we had three directors prior to him. <laughs> so, eh, a little bit of a little bit of misdirection there. So, before we play the drop for spoilers, we got to give the non non spoiler recommendation, non recommendation in a non spoiler way, and why. Ron, do you recommend Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022? And why? Non-spoilers, obviously. Non-spoilers recommend. If you're a fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre or slasher flicks, I uh, watch it. It's on Netflix. It takes no time. Uh, if you're not really into any of that stuff, don't bother. Plain and simple. That's. I agree. I agree. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna piggyback off that. I also, I if you are a horror movie fan, this is not a movie for non-horror movie fans. I just yeah. want to throw that out there. So please, uh, if you're a horror movie fan, check it out on Netflix. It is, it is free. It is a quick watch. It is about an hour and twenty minute runtime, give or take a couple minutes. Uh, just so you know, there is a bonus scene at yes. the end. Uh, so wait through the credits for the bonus scene. Uh, that is not spoiling. That's just letting you know. Uh, but yeah, I would suggest it only to horror fans. I don't think you should watch this if you're not a horror fan. Uh, and the reasons why are going to be when we dive in here with the spoilers. So we are going to be entering the spoiler zone where we're going to break this movie down and give it our grades. So if you have seen The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 on Netflix, go ahead and just stay tuned as we're going to break it down. If you have not seen it and do not want the movie, and if you don't want the movie spoiled, you can stay. If you, if you don't care if it's spoiled for you, you don't care, you're not a horror fan, stick in, listen to us. Uh, if you do care about it being spoiled and you haven't seen it yet, this this is your last warning to get out as we play the spoiler alert. All right, in the R spoiler section, now, we, you know, as we do, we don't go through the entire movie. We go through the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you will. <laughs> and this movie is good and bad. And I'm going to start this off by saying, before I go in and ask you what you're, what you're you know, we always start, usually start with the goods. Yeah. I'm going to say, I didn't love this movie and I didn't hate this movie. I, I know I, I didn't some, love it. I don't know where I put it. I, I, we'll get to what we score it later, but I, I'm going to just lead that. There is things I didn't like. There is things that I liked. So would you like to start with the things that you liked, Ryan? We're just going to do the things we liked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, well, if the kills were actually over the top, like I think everyone had its own unique way. Uh, Which was awesome, yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> the, like it was solid. Uh, the cinematography, actually, overall for this movie was solid. The nicest part about it not being a Netflix film made for Netflix, it was made elsewhere and they bought it. It was the fact that yeah. it looked like a movie. Yes, and the, I, and sometimes I, you know, I don't usually use that as a thing as a plus, but for this one, it, it kept me intrigued enough because a lot of times in Netflix movies, I I zone off. I was going to say, I think it's because it's a Netflix yeah. movie. And I, yeah. I said the same thing. I'm like, like, I was watching going, this looks like a movie and not a Netflix movie. Yeah. Once again, it wasn't made for Netflix. They just sold it to Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Um, like, 
and I think those are really the only two good things I can think oh, of. Oh, man. I'm, all right. So let me jump in. I got some positives. And believe it or not, I got a lot of positives that most people didn't have. Uh, so I'm with you. The kills in this movie were vicious, savage, and it's very slasher If you like bloody slasher films, this is for you. Uh, I think the bus scene was phenomenal. <laughs> okay, okay. I think the bus scene was, was phenomenal, and it was brutal as hell. I mean, right down to the one chick that tries to uh, bail the out the window, window, and half of her makes it because she gets sawed <laughs> in half. I mean, you saw it coming. And, you know, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. On the other, saw a lot of this movie. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I, I dug for. I dug for the most part the under. I dug the underlying story for this the most part. I thought that they did a. I thought they did a decent job with the underlying story. Uh, I'm not saying about the story as a whole, but the underlying story of it makes sense. You have. And, and this is where I'm going to differ from a lot of people. I right. saw a lot of comments from people who didn't like this movie that kept calling it the Texas woke massacre and stuff like that. And it was like, it was an interesting take because I'm like, what part of this movie was woke? Here's the problem. The people who are quote unquote woke in the movie were all portrayed as assholes and idiots yes. and they all die. Yes. They literally, they all yes. die right down to the finish, which we'll talk about in a minute because I, I, I do want to talk about that. Uh, they all fucking die. So how is this leading towards the woke? If anything, people who are woke should have been pissed about it because it portrayed them in a horrible fucking yes, light. And they get fucking slaughtered by Leatherface. All of them. Anybody in this movie. And then there's a couple who aren't woke that get die. But most everybody who dies in this movie is quote unquote woke. And I'm just using the terminology that was out there. I'm not fucking trying to get into any political arguments. Uh, so I don't understand how that came up. But the story parts that I liked, I did dig... How they explain certain things. Obviously, he this uh, you know I like the fact that these people they bought this town and come to find out they didn't buy the house and that's what makes her have the heart attack. I thought that was interesting that she thinks she's going to lose this house that she's been protecting this person that she knows is a fucking killer uh, because he was in her orphanage originally. Yeah. And so after the events of the first movie, we're led to believe he comes home to her and she hides him and protects him and makes it so people don't realize that he's the killer. Yeah. And she's done this for now almost 50 fucking years. Kept them in check. Yes. And then, of course, I did. that's why I like the one part. Because like when, when she has her thing and she dies, and you know he's Leatherface. Because they go out of their way not to show his face. Yeah. They only show like his eyes or the yeah. side profile yeah. in dark. But they never show his face. So you know instantly when you first see him that this is Leatherface. Yeah. And we just are waiting for that moment. And I thought it was cool because when she dies in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the van, in the police van, and she just, before she dies, she goes, you know, I tell you, don't go in my bedroom, but go in my room and and make sure you get it and make these people pay. And we find out later when he beats in the fucking wall that what she was hiding in her bedroom in behind the wall was the chainsaw. Yeah. Brand new. I, that was, that, I didn't, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm just pointing out, I like the part of the story where it's like, she's kept him in check and that's what his trigger is. Cause you're like, where would the killer go? Why didn't he kill more people? Well, we find out. He had somebody to take care of him and that he obviously trusted and respected and loved. And then she's gone. And now there's no reason for him to fucking be civilized anymore, if you will. Okay. And he's going back for revenge. And that's why I, I like the fact that there were certain people like uh, they stuck to the story in the fact that like at first he walks by certain people. Did you notice that? Like, yeah. When, yeah, when, yeah. when, uh, so when Sally Hardesty comes back, so, spoiler alert, and she's in the room, he walks by her. Yeah. Until she shoots at him and talks shit yeah. to him after he what because his business is not with her. Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't right. care. The same thing with the mechanic. Until the mechanic took the shots at him and yeah. came into the house, he left that guy alone. Yeah, because the mechanic he probably knew. Yeah, 
But he he, yeah. he 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 left him alone though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was He's just, just like, going after, after the kids. But then when he came into the house and was what trying to be the hero is when he went after him and killed him. Oh boy, he bashed his fucking head in and in his leg. Oh, oh that well, the first day bro- leg. Bro- broke that ankle and he's still trying oh, to move. Let's talk about the fucking cop's arm. That first when kill, he snaps it and fucking jabs the bone oh, into his fucking neck. Dude. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, he was. Fucking, I, I yeah, squirmed. Baby. I'm not gonna lie. I pulled a diesel. I was like, oh, oh yeah, no. baby. It was fucking. This movie was. If you want blood and guts and yeah. fucking visceral, this is the fucking movie, and it should be that movie. But anyways, I like that part of the story. I'm not a fan. I, I oh, we're gonna get in the negatives in a minute. So I'll okay. go there. So I like the the kills. I like that. And then the last thing I liked is I did like. Believe it or not, I thought the last jump scare was masterful. So the end of the movie happens, and I did not like the third act. We'll get in that in a minute. <laughs> but the end of the movie happens, and our two uh, our two survivor girls, the sisters, one uh, we find out early in the movie was in a school shooting and survived. Stonebrook. Yes, and she was not. Uh, she was not. You know, she wasn't happy about. She was never the the quote unquote woke person. She was like, I don't want these people treat me the way they do. Yeah. I don't fit in. I'm kind of a fuck up. She blamed herself for a lot of things. She blamed her, herself for not dying. Yeah, her sister is this ideological person, and she is part of the two people who technically killed the old lady with the, the house thing. So it comes down to it, and we'll get to the third act where you know we think Leatherface is dead. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I know, like I said, we don't go in order here because of this, but. You get to the end, they get to the Tesla, they program in, you know, autopilot, they have the sunroof open, and the reason I say this is masterful is because I'm like, okay, he's just going to come back and kill them, or one of them, or both, or whatever, and it doesn't happen when you think it's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen when you think it's going to happen, and then finally you're just like, oh, maybe it's not, maybe that's, maybe they just waited one and done, and then that's when he comes in, grabs the sister, the the more ideological one, not the one that got shot. Pulls her out of the fucking car. The other one hops through the, the sunroof as the car's still driving because it's on autopilot. Yeah. And she watches as her sister's head gets cut the fuck off. And he does the little uh, leather face dance with a chainsaw and the severed head. And I was like, all right, yeah. I can dig that. And the reason why I dug it is because it was like a masterful length. Like, they actually kind of make you believe, like, you're like, okay, I know what's coming. And then it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So you finally go, oh, maybe they're just not going to end that way. Maybe this is it. And then you're like, oh, never mind. Here it is. And it, it, it was good enough. And even I talked when I talked to Mike C about it, he's like, yeah, it got me to jump too because I, I just thought that they would have done it earlier. They waited. Sure. He was like, they, they let it breathe. And I'm a fan of letting it breathe. So I did like that. I like that ending just because they let it breathe. I'm not saying it's the greatest ending. I'm just saying they let it breathe. It was different. Dislikes, though. Let's go into this, and I'm going to start with the, the first of the dis, uh, the dislikes. I think it spells out the movie. This movie was super fucking predictable. Oh, dude. Okay. I wasn't the only one. Thank God. Holy fuck. I'm like, oh. Everything that happens in this movie, you know it's going to oh, fucking happen. okay. Thank you. Because that, that's why I really don't like it. Like, it it was like a freaking eight-year-old wrote it. Like, I mean, it's a little better than that. But, I mean, no, it was everything. Everything you knew ahead of every time that everything that happened was going to happen. Like, there was no surprises. I didn't get surprised by one thing in this movie. Yeah, okay. That's why I didn't like it. That's why I was like, oh, man. Like, okay, I'm not the only one. Thank God. But, uh, so, with that being said, uh, that was one of the things that I like. The third act, I mean, after the bus scene, it goes downhill for me because it's just really stupid fucking people running and doing stupid fucking things. Mm -hmm. I mean, some cool shit happens, but it's just really fucking dumb. Because then we get the, like, the Sally Hardesty stuff, and this is why I saved it because it is a big negative for me. The Sally Hardesty stuff was basically, they stole Halloween 2018. Yes, they, Sally Hardesty is 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 Laurie Strode. Yeah, and with the differences being is she becomes a sheriff of the nearby town, Ranger, 
ranger, sorry, of a nearby town. So that way she can keep her eyes open because she's been hunting him for 50, almost 50 full years. And she's like hunting him and hunting him. So when the when the crash happens and he's back, the girl in the car who is gets on the CB before she gets killed and she gets on the CB and she's like, He's he's chopping her face off. He just put her face on. Is one of, she's asking for help, but yeah. he watches her do the old lady's face, and he, she's like, he's she's wearing his face. And the guy at the convenience store hears that, and when he hears that, he calls Sally Hardesty yeah. and basically says he's back. Yeah, and she is now on her way to Harlow. Yeah, because oh shit, I I'm gonna get my revenge. He killed my brother. He killed my friends. Yeah, I'm gonna finally get my revenge on this asshole. So she goes there, and that's all. That's why I said it's like Halloween 2018. And when she comes to town in the third act, yeah. she she helps the girls who are chasing them after the bus scene. That's why I said after the bus scene, it gets convoluted and horrible. Yeah. And she gets them in the car and then locks the door. And says I have unfinished business. But for whatever reason, instead of continuing to chase the girls. Leatherface goes back to the orphanage and back to his room. So Sally Hardesty goes up the stairs to his room and she's like, you don't remember me. And like, that's when he hears the girls in the car and he gets up and walks right by her. Like she's not there. Yeah. And then she goes out and he, he's get, he's attacking the girls and then he gets shot. Not, not fatal shot, just shot. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to fucking remember me. Like, she's going, yeah. like, manic. So now she, he's got the ire. And then eventually she dies before <laughs> handing over the gun, which plot armor like a motherfucker, by the way. And then you got the young girl <laughs> that doesn't know how to fire a gun. Oh, my fucking God. They crash a car for no fucking reason. Well, it's not the fact of not knowing how to fire a gun. It's the fact that when, she, when she, the mechanic showed her the gun, she was interested in it. She he picked it up. He unloaded it. I understand. But she picked it up, and she actually pulled the trigger. And it freaked her out because she was in the school shooting. That's why. And so then all of a sudden at the end, you're like, oh, she has. She's gotten over that because her yeah, life's on yeah. that. But first of all, you shouldn't have been in that position because instead of just walking or go, driving the car around him, get the fuck out of Dodge. For some yeah. reason, her sister tries to run him over. And all she does is kind of graze him and then crashes the fucking vehicle. Yeah. And then <laughs> you end up in this place where the water, like, it's fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, it's this old theater and there's just a big fucking thing of, like, filled up water in the middle of the floor with yeah. no explanation. And they all end up fucking fighting there. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's well, insane. I, I, like the whole the whole concept of like you knew, like you said, it was predictable. You knew from the beginning who was going to survive. You knew, you knew it was going to be the the one that got shot uh, no. in the school shooting. You oh, knew, yeah. knew me, immediately it was going to be her. You knew it was going to be because she was in the car with autopilot because they showed that three times beforehand or two times before that. Oh yeah, it's like oh we're in the we're going autopilot. It was like in the dark night all over again. There's a problem with well, the autopilot. Slow, by the way, it was the slowest driving fucking autopiloted <laughs> Tesla of all time. Because like that kill go away kill scene is driving slow shit. I like the scene, but like fuck. Yeah. It's like ah, so you, like you just knew the ending was going to be her in the car going away, maybe with somebody else or watching somebody die, and it happened to be her sister dying, getting decapitated. Yeah. Like don't get me wrong, I enjoyed. Uh, the Leatherface kills. I enjoyed him, like the final fight with the, like flinging the the chainsaw across the ground and slurring, you know, getting her yeah. ankle or whatever. Like I don't know if it was actually the saw part or the butt part of it. I don't, don't know. know. But goddamn, he pulls that chainsaw out of that wall and it's freaking goddamn brand new. <laughs> it hasn't been touched in. At least he had to gas it. That was the funny part about it, because like That's he goes true. to start it and it won't start, and he leaves the room. Yeah, he true. goes and gets gas. 
from, yeah, from I, downstairs. So, I mean, I give him credit for at least it wasn't full of fucking gas when you kicked it out of the wall. But it should have been at least... Be, like, at least no, no, I agree with you that it little, should have been a lot more period piece, but I will give credit to at least it didn't just start right the fuck up. Because remember, he sits it on the ground, he's yeah, trying to start yeah. it, and it won't start. And you're just like, okay... I'm like, uh, but I mean, at least it led to the cool bus scene. Yeah, I, like, like I, I got to be honest, that bus scene. Oh, that, I, I got to agree with Mike C because when we talked, he was like in the trailer that was the one that was going to be like, man, I don't know if this this is going to break the movie. And then when me and him talked, he was like, because I, I was like, I, you know, the bus scene was amazing. He goes, dude, that that, yeah. was, that made the movie. He was yeah. like, that made the movie for me. It's fucking brutal. It was vicious, and it was really cool to see. It should that should have been like the like, that should have been the end of the movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, he slays like fucking twenty people on that bus. But like the time, the time frame doesn't make any sense. No, because they're they're seven hours outside. Of well, I mean, Texas Austin. is a big state, but I mean, it's still yeah. It's, but, but there's it's like questionable. But, but they show up to this town that they supposedly bought, and they're like, "Well, we have all the investors coming, and they're going to be here in twenty minutes." And then they're auctioning off the properties. Yeah. So don't you think you would have been there a little bit sooner than yeah a half an hour? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that doesn't. And I, 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 I'm going to give it a credit for here though. Here's the credit. Thankfully, we didn't get it drawn out because it was only like an hour and 20 minutes, like I said, <laughs> which is definitely one of the brighter spots for this movie. Yeah, true. When you're talking about positives. Yeah. But I know we're on the negatives. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would say with you the negatives. Uh, honestly, uh, going back to the positive, a positive I forget about. Believe it or not, for the most part, I didn't mind the actors in this movie. No, well, actually, they, they were that good. Bad. They did a good job of giving you the feels that you needed. Yeah. Like you knew the one girl, like the ended up survivor girl, she was kind of a mess, but at the same time you felt for her. Yeah. Everybody else, you're like, man, these they're degrees of assholes. They, they, actually, they, they were degrees of assholes. Yeah. They actually showed uh, the 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 school scene. Like they actually showed a yeah, quick little yeah. flashback and you didn't need anything more. It was just her on the ground as because she was shot on the ground with a bunch of other bodies and people running. Yeah. And and her eyes just staring off into space. Yeah. Like and that's all and that's all you needed. That like so that, that was, was a good part. That I liked about this movie, obviously, and there's a lot that I didn't. Like I said, for now the overplot I didn't like. I liked the little backstory to how we got to where from the original to here. Because it kind of makes sense. Somebody had to be hiding them. So yeah. you you explain that. This old lady, not only did she hide them, but she she was like a mother figure to him, so he didn't do anything bad. But once she's gone, he's gonna get his revenge and he's going to revert to who he is. Hence why the bonus scene of this movie is him going home to the Hoyt house or whatever we're calling yeah. it now because they've changed the last name of the yeah. family like five times. But you know you know what I mean? Like so he's going home. Yeah. That's that's what's happening. Yeah. So it's kind of like mm. a weird like setting There's up gonna be for nobody possible there either, sequel. So or, yeah. It's so. probably a possible sequel, whatever. But he's going home. Bottom line. Uh, I dug, I dug that kind of the, that portion of the story, but the like the by the town, like you said, it was that the only part, and I liked the fact that it was a, a shorter movie, but it didn't explain how they were able to buy this whole town, yeah. with the exception of this orphanage, because that is part of the thing. Mm. This but, is what makes this. By the way, this is what makes Leatherface the fucking face in this movie again, but, using wrestling terminology, yeah. because that old lady dies for a piece of property she still fucking owned. But but the, the thing is, like, the sheriff show up. And go in and go, well, the bank already told you that you had to go. But like, even she said that she straightened it out with the, that mess yeah. with the bank. So she had the deed, and she finds the fucking deed. Uh, she, the one and, girl does. And the lady was just being a pain, saying, I'm not, I don't have to show you. I have the deed. Like, So you think she's right. lying. So it's like, but, the, but, but they the wanted sh- to put that doubt as the viewer in you. Yeah. And then when, the, when you see this innocent woman died, that's supposed to piss you off. And I'm going, so once again, we're making Leatherface the good guy, technically. Yeah. 
Technically. Oh, yeah, I get you. Because the only person he kills, technically, that's not a good per- that, that's a good person, if I would say, is Richter, the mechanic. Yeah. yeah. And He's the yeah. only one, and he, and he killed him only out of the fact that he came to his house. Yeah. Which I think you should have had that be played out a little different. Oh, I agree. Well, like, I agree. Because, like, Richter takes the keys out of the bus. So he's, you know, because you're like, oh, you found the deed. Or, you know, prove, prove to me that you bought that house. Yeah. And Richter, like, and then he took the key out of the bus, so they couldn't just get on the bus and go. Yeah. Which makes no sense, because they could have left in the Tesla. They just would have left. Like, No, he grabs the keys of that, too. Because remember, when she's walking, she, when he first overhears them arguing, she's trying to leave. He grabs those keys first, then he walks oh, okay, into the bus okay, and I grabs that, the bus. I that part. He grabbed all the keys and was like, when you can prove to me that you have the deed to that house and that woman, because he found out she died, too. Yeah. When when you can prove that that woman died for, for, a real, for a reason and not for no reason, then I'll give you your keys back. Okay, I, I, miss, I miss him grabbing yeah. the Tesla keys. So that's, that's my fault. He grabbed both keys. Okay. She, he hands both keys back. He connected them together. Because when his dying thing was to put them in his hand before he gets his skull bashed in oh yeah. oh that's vicious but i like i think i don't think i think that, that death should have been a little bit later i don't think he should have ran oh around. i think he should have been i think he should have been more of a hero of the yeah. movie yeah. i see so you could have gotten rid of the sally hardesty character and had him be the yeah. kind of hero that gets slayed trying to be the hero yeah. but help save them for yeah, a little like, bit like it makes no sense for her the like once again they just kind of say what, what happened was Fetty Alvarez and company who wrote the movie went, oh, Halloween 2018. This is what they did. It seemed to work. Let's do that. Yeah. I, and that's I, exactly what they did. Yeah. And like, in like, I don't, and the whole thing of cutting off uh, the, the old lady's face. I think that honestly, in some sick, weird way, I think that was his homage to her. Cause think about it. She, he also puts her with the sunflowers around her in the field, like in a, like a right. thing. So I think he was doing that as a way of like, cause he needs his face. To cut people up. Remember, yeah, remember when he goes back to the house, he also puts the apron on. Right. But the, shouldn't he have... See, shouldn't he cut the blonde girlfriend? I don't know. I, I, I think it was better with the old lady because it was the reason he was killing people. So I think that he, that was his way of keeping her with him during revenge. Okay, maybe. That, that's my, my take from it because remember, he also sets her up well, like, like very nicely the, in the field. Right. But that's also like the the face... To me, the leather face like, is always showing a face of some like of the group. So like... Well, I mean, technically, in this in this series, they only did that once. Oh, that we yeah, saw, yeah. because we never really saw where he got his other faces from. You just assume it's from a victim. So, oh, that's true. Well, you're I, right. I mean, you're right. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm just overthinking that part. I just thought, I just thought, cutting off. I thought for sure it would have been the blonde, the girlfriend that went with the bus ride. Yeah, yeah. or I with mean, with the ambulance it would have been her. So when the boyfriend saw it, you know what I mean. No, he didn't really see him coming. That was no, crazy. That's true. That's true. And he cut off his face and the jawline pretty much. Holy shit, that was disgusting looking. Oh, my God. I don't know how he's still alive. But anyways, I digress. Uh, but, yeah, overall, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot to love, a lot to hate. Uh, but uh, I know Diesel's not here, but, you know, that's when we'll change up the rules a little bit. But it is time. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Well, Ron, you are going to get to play against yourself, technically. Uh, we've done this before. So, uh, the game is still Price is Right rules, closest with uh, going over, only uh, if the tiebreaker is you have to be within, I think 15 points was what we got last. Yeah, something like that. So, or we could just play that way. Let's just do that. If you're within 15 points, you get the point. Woohoo! Right. Give me some breathing room for this movie, because I don't know where it's oh, going. Oh, man, on. it's going to be some... Uh, you, you got a lot to, to go on. So uh, we're going to start with... I am, And, of course, you only have to get 
two out of three. Nice. Or two out of. And I'm probably going to mess it up. Just okay. like I do every time I play. With I don't know. You got No, you won the one time. <laughs> All right. IMDb out of 10 using points. What did they give Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So you have to be within a point and a half. Uh, I'm going to say six. And run. You get the point. It was five out of 10. Okay. Uh, Metacritic. This is critics only. Out of 100%, what did they give Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022? Uh, that's, oh, God. Just critics? Uh, 55. Just missed it. Just missed it. 35%. Oh, I wasn't sure how low they would go. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 100%, what did they give the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022? This one went to 65. No? Ah, you're outside of it. 31%. So you have one more shot. I guess people really did hate this. Got one more percent. Google users, out of 100%, what did they give Texas Chainsaw Massacre 22? Well, in the words of Diesel, Google users are stupid, so we're going 70 Man, you're so close. So close, Ron. (laughs) So close. Literally 52%. You're so close. So close. So close, Ron. All right. Well, Diesel retains, even though he's not here. (laughs) Diesel wins. So with that being said, though, it is time for us to give our nerd scoring. And, of course, after I will give my critic scoring of Texas Chainsaw Masters 2022. Of course, the nerd scale is an entertainment scale. It's based upon how much we like the movie. Uh, Of course, we've always explained this. It is kind of like uh, the, the best movie to do is Maximum Overdrive. Horrible movie on a critic score. It's a two, if that, probably less. But I would give it, and Ron would give it a four out of five if, uh, so if we watch it because it's a ton of fun movie. So it couldn't be a bad movie and get high scores. Not necessarily, it'll never be certified nerd being a bad movie, but it could get high scores. Here's how the nerd scale works. It, it, it's, a, it's a five points. Each one of them has a little tag to it. If it's a one, it's no. Just no. Don't go see it. Don't watch it. No. If it's a two, it's you've been warned. We're telling you it's not a great movie. It's not the worst of the worst, but it's not a great movie, and you probably shouldn't go see it. We've warned you. A three is, yeah, take it or leave it. It means it's a decent movie. You probably, you know, it's a good movie, average movie, maybe slightly above average. You know, if I want to go to pay to see it in the theater, I wouldn't buy it, but or rent it. But if it's free on Netflix, <laughs> it's like this one is, I'll go ahead and check it out. Four is just take my money. That means it's a good movie. It's 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 you know. Go out and see it in the theater. You can rent it on Amazon even. You know, just go ahead and watch it. It's, it's a good movie. And then five are for great movies, and it's rarefied air. It's certified nerd. And that means you should probably go see this movie in the theater multiple times. Rent it, buy it, put it in your rotation, because this movie is a classic. Uh, you know, rarefied air like this is for Spider-Man, No Way Home. Of course, Avengers, Endgame, stuff like that is certified nerd. So you know what we're cooking with. So with that being said, Ronald. On the nerd scale, what did you give Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022? Like I said, if you're a horror fan, it's a three. Definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. Like I said, it's an hour and 20 minutes. If you like bloody slasher films, this is for you. If you're not a horror fan at all, just don't even know. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I would say that. I'm not fair with that. I'm also going to agree with you. I give it a three. Take it or leave it. Uh, It's on Netflix, so there's no big deal. If you're a horror fan, you're going to at least enjoy the blood and guts and gore. Uh, If you like slasher films, if you don't like slasher films, you probably should stay away from it as well. But I do like slasher films. That's why I'm giving it a three. Uh, On my nerd scale, I'm giving this a 5.5 out of 10. That's right. It's slightly better than average. 
Uh, I, there was enough good there that makes me, you know, uh, put it slightly better than average. I did not regret watching this movie. I was entertained while watching it. Yes, I understand that the, as you heard me in the negatives, there was a lot of plot stuff and a lot of shit that shouldn't have happened and et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, there was still enough there that was like, you know what? I didn't waste an hour and 20 minutes of my time. So I feel like whenever that happens, you have to give it above an average score or an average score or better. And I think it's just over the average line. So that's why I want to give it a 5.5 out of 10. That's not saying it's a great movie because somebody will be like, well, I can't believe you gave it a 5.5. No, a 5 is an average. That's yeah. a middle score out of 10. So yeah. 5.5 means it's just a slightly better than average film. That's also where a 3 puts it. So I feel like I was entertained enough. Once again, I'm a huge slasher fan. So that's my opinion. Of course, if you have your own opinions, let us know. Uh, with that being said, speaking of which, that is going to bring us to the end of Diesel's Movie Club Review. Of course, remember, next week we will be reviewing Studio 666. The Dave Grawl Foo Fighters what? Possession movie. Going to have a lot of fun there. And, of course, the following week, we will be reviewing The Batman. The Batman. So we got our couple next couple weeks all set up for you guys for the review segment. But before we go anywhere else, it's time to do some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, that means you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You tell them to put three fat nerds into any podcast provider, and booyakasha, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three. And of course, while you're on that podcast provider, you might as well smash that follow or subscribe button so our show gets delivered to you automatically each and every week. Of course, we are on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram and TikTok, three fat nerds pod, throw an at in front of it if you have to. Make sure you like and share all of those pages and help us spread the word of nerd by using the hashtag 3FNPod. Uh, we have an email address if you would like to send us private email, if you would like to send us artwork. Uh, remember, we were second about if you are a hip-hop artist and you want to donate us a hip-hop song about the three fat nerds, we're all in. You can do all that and much more. It's 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, we are on Twitch twitch.tv slash 607 podcast where we'll be doing the four-year anniversary coming up here in april but each and every monday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time myself and ken m from the odph podcast do 607 tws where we talk all things pro wrestling live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast of course join us and you can get 607 tws anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607 tws because we do it in podcast form as well of course, if you'd like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, you can do that over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Like I said, little as $1 a month, you help support everything we do from streams, podcasting, and everything else, and we thank you for that by giving you extras. And of course, there's the one-stop shop, 8122productions.com. Go there, visit it out there. You'll see all the links for the everything I just mentioned. Patreon links there, Twitch links there, T Public Store link is there. Uh, links to uh, friends of the show like the ODPH and, uh, and uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest is there. Of course, we have all the bands listed there that allow us to use their music copyright free. Give them a shout out right now. Shout out the Robots, Second Suitor, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, uh, the Jasons from West Virginia, and the Foss Fiends from Melbourne, Australia. Thank you. Follow those bands. Uh, make sure you hit up their connections there, and you can hear their music on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp, respectively. Also, we have our... Uh, our uh, sponsors for the show, but we're going to give them a quick shout out here because they help us bring this show to you each and every week commercial free. And of course, 
Let's start with the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, and that is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. Uh, for all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. And of course, if you're in the 607 or going through the 607 and you want to check out uh, any events and everything going on in the store, you know what you can do? You can like their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. Of course, we also want to give a shout out to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. Or, no, sorry, in Endicott, no. New York. I said Binghamton, <laughs> Endicott, New York. Wow, I'm really off of my rocker right yeah, now. This that, was, is, that was Diesel Spot. This is so Diesel good. Spot, by the way. I'm, I'm Now I'm just covering spots for Diesel. You know, this is what happens when you have to cover spots. But anyways... For all, uh, for when you're ready to put the pride back in your ride and you want to get uh, your car nice and cleaned up, give them a call, 607-644-3389. Schedule an appointment for an auto detailing. And don't forget to let them know that the three fat nerds sent you Ronald. One out of ten stars. Disappointing. Contains spoilers. It's not a rule to make a film too long because at three hours, Lord of the Rings should have been made longer. It just went to see how they destroyed the ring. I just went to see how they destroyed the ring, but they didn't even do that. Was that not the whole point of Frodo having the ring? Is that one of them of the films that they say don't have an ending, like the Italian job? That drives me crazy. You wait till the end of the film to see the ending, and then there's no ending. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. All right, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Next week, hopefully, we have the third member of the Three Fenders back. But you know what? Either way, you're going to have me and Ron here. We'll be talking Studio 666 and everything that happens in pop culture and nerdum over the week. For that, and as well as, well as bringing you the funny, hopefully. I think we did pretty good today. I think actually. we did as very well as well. So hopefully we keep you entertained. Until next week when we'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. All I have left to say is later, nerds. Later. And just say no. Lord of the Rings just sucks. Yes, and uh, Diesel would have said, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I want to marry Allison Mack. Yada, yada, yada. She's my queen. She's my queen. Yada, yada, yada. Something about dick joke. Everybody